Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Hi, today's topic is, what does it mean to be an American today with David Rogers? David is a poet and a memorist and novelist. David Rogers is the author of Peaceful Meridian, about his experience in the anti-war movement while serving in the Navy, and The Layoff House, a novel about how families and self-definition in a hostile society. He lives in Colorado. For you, the wonderful listener and audience, you can find his book at atmospherepress.com. The Layoff House is available also on Amazon, Martha Noble, and for order, excuse me, at any bookstore, okay? And so we're going to now get into our wonderful interview with our marvelous guest, David Rogers. Hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. And so we're going to start our Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, Our first question is, what the Layoff House says about life in America, what does it say about life in America today? The Layoff House is about a group of people, all coworkers who all get laid off from the same company and become friends. And it's a book about the struggle in America of trying to define yourself in a society that's always trying to define you to yourself. Um, So like all these characters, you know, they had jobs, they lost them, and they're asking themselves, well, what are we going to do now? What's next? Um, What am I going to do next that's more true to myself or themselves? as opposed to being defined by that job they had that they lost. And as they live together and there's different there's different socioeconomic statuses and different races and different genders, but they all kind of play off each other and act as a sounding board and um, support each other in these efforts. So they're bound together. And, of course, there's other outside influences because you can't have a book without conflict. So there are parents who have their opinions what to do. There are new bosses who have opinions of what to do, um, neighbors and HOAs. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's that tension between how much do I get to define myself, which to me is, I think, the, the greatest American cultural gift is this, this freedom to define who we are versus all these other uh, forces that are trying to work against you, want to tell you who you are. So that's a capitalization of what the philosophy of the book is about. Okay. And then how did the themes of the book come to you? Started with a real basic idea, just a main character, Doug, just getting his letter. <laughs> and he's in his office and his cubicle, he gets a letter saying, 
you're gone. And um, I don't really pre-plan a book. I just sort of let it go as it goes every scene. Um, what I found as I'm writing is that I was writing about people I knew. So it was really about the last 10 years of experience of myself and other people I knew and other people who were, you know, having the same struggle. And so there's a little bit here and there. You know, obviously if you're a writer, you not only do – not actually like take directly from people's lives, but also just the circumstances that they are in sort of goes through your subconscious. So when I write, there's a little bit of, you know, this little bit of person in there, or this person's combined with this person, or three of the characters are kind of split in my own personality three different ways. Um, and so yeah, I don't really plan very much. I kind of sit down and let the characters talk to me and, Especially it's a very conversationally driven book. So it's a lot of let's do a, a conversation, you know, bit bop, bit bop, back and forth lines and just see where they go, see what they're talking about. And the book just sort of came together itself like that. Excellent. And then what are you working on next? Um, a couple of things. I have another novel um, that I'm starting, which is called The Good Man. And it's kind of the same themes, but I want to send not just the people in the house because while that book was – some of the characters will show up again. While that book was about a small group of people trying to define themselves, I have another idea. I want to extend that to, like, the whole country. So especially a lack of communication um, in different aspects of the country, different tribes, basically. And uh, it's going to be – Describing a combination of um, James Joyce's Ulysses and the old TV show Convoy. <laughs> it's going to be about a trucker who, you know, <laughs> lost a job. I know, right? It's a crazy description. Um, also lost a job when a guy become an independent trucker. <laughs> and he's a good driver. You know, like independent truckers do. You go from one end of the country to another. He's going to meet different people. And he's going to have these opinions from you know, people in San Francisco and people in the Carolinas, and he's based out of Texas, so he has Texas culture, a uh, hill country culture to be specific, and, you know, people in Chicago, and people in New York, and to pull all these things together to, you know, the different ideas to solve his own problems. And to me, I'm trying to get back to something that's just really fundamentally American right now, but as we're so split with these culture wars, I'm thinking, there's got to be something that's still there. Some some defining trait that we can still share, and I want to I want to write about that and see if I can do something to maybe make people aware of that again. Okay, and then what do you see as the role of the individual in our society? I come from a I guess it's called a liberalism background. You know, it's about individual rights which, of course, we're very about, but also individual responsibilities. Like you still have responsibility to be a good citizen, <laughs> to be an adult, basically. Um, that what you contribute, you know, you can take, but you also contribute something back. Um, that, yeah, you can look for personal freedom, but you also have to have the kindness of granting other people their freedoms. Um, that those things are universal. And again, now where we're at each other's throats, it seems like we're trying to take these away from each other. But really, what makes us our best is when we 
share those things. So it's it's also taking while giving and also allowing space for others, even people you may not agree with. You may just go, wow, I don't know what that is. I would not do that, but you know what? That is your life. You do that. And I see, you know, there's many things go on all night to talk about different aspects of this or why it and why it developed that way. But I would like to see that that allowing space for everyone else. And I feel like there's a lot of motivation because of these these culture wars to not allow that space anymore. Um, and again, I would really like to counteract from that that older that older tradition. I think I kind of grew up in the the humanist tradition, basically. Okay, thank you so much. And what is Peaceful Meridian about? Yeah, that's my my first. It's really kind of a book just to get things off my chest. I was in the U.S. Navy from 2004 to 2008. So right after the Iraq War started, um, about a year. You know, we just passed that ten year or twenty year anniversary here um earlier this week and joined in. I never really thought I'd be I'm leaving the Navy. We're on ships, we're not gonna be involved in any of this. Um but for different economic reasons, you know, I just didn't have anything else to do with myself at that point. Um, um <laughs> boredom basically. Philosophical boredom. Mm-hmm. I just need to do something interesting with my life. Um mm-hmm. And so I went into this, um, joined the military, and while I was there in in the Navy, I ran into folks who were part of the anti-war movement. And again, for me, coming from more leftist background, it was like this this gelling. Like I was aware of the war, of course you cannot be, but I never was trying to not to think about politically and this sort of. <laughs> they sort of latched onto me. I latched onto them, and just like this philosophical zone <laughs> happened. And um, yeah, I did a lot of very active anti-war um, marching and uh, public demonstrations and interviews and things like this. While I was also active duty, and there was a small group of us who were doing the same thing. So it was a interesting dichotomy of being involved in the military at the same time working against something they were doing. Um, strangeness to the whole thing. So, yeah, it was about that experience, both good aspects of being in the military. It's not all negative. There's You meet great people. You do, you know, you have these incredible experiences, some negative, some positive. Um, but then also the greater, you know, social upheaval and political upheaval being in the middle of the war. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot about that sort of, Two has my mind working against each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then, is it a contradiction to be part of the anti-war movement while also being in the military? You can't. I would say, looking back on it, again, I have that, that again that question of citizenship like well I decided to be in this so I'm not going to quit I'm not going to go AWOL I felt like I still had some responsibility I signed up for this contract I'm going to finish it um, but I also felt again also had a, a responsibility as a citizen 
my other side, the non-military side, to say, yeah, I'm in this, but, you know, I still have the right and responsibility to say something. <laughs> if we're just for democracy, you know, if I'm a free person, I'd be like, I'm going to do this, but this is not a great idea, and I don't agree with this. Um, so it's one where you had that personal responsibility of finishing out something you agreed to do, um, which I believed in, but also believed in – the responsibility of, as a citizen, speaking up. So it was always a tension. And all you can really do, I mean, you could just take the choice of just, you know, going AWOL, disappearing, going to Canada yeah. or somewhere else, um, which some did. So if I remember, Canada didn't really want them, <laughs> not this time. Um, but also the idea of bearing witness. Like, I will also go on these things, and I will bear witness to what is happening and see his responsibility to report back. And, you know, it's easier to speak truth and power when you have, a, you know, an iron in the fire. So, um, like, yeah, I was there too. Now, being in the Navy, my experience is different than, say, somebody's in the Army or the Marines is actually on, you know, on land in Iraq um, or Afghanistan. Um, I was on a small ship, so we were in those waters. I'm not going to talk too much about that. So we were closer than, say, you know, somebody's in an aircraft carrier or something. Um, so we got a little more real. Um, but, yeah, it was always a session back and forth, like, what should I do? How do I resolve this? And it was just, I'm going to do my duty. I'm also going to be a good person at the same time. And, uh, again, the old person you know, Americans are not totally obedient, so whoever we are, we're still going to say something about it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, you still have a, a right to speak up, and we did. Um, not yeah. many people got in trouble because, in the end, if it's still the law, we could we can say something about it. Perfect. And then, um, what is your favorite coffee or hot beverage? <laughs> Um, God, so my choices, right? Um, I would say, I mean, I have, you know, coffee straight out of the Keurig at work, um, but I really want a good, well-done cafe mocha. Now, they whipped cream. I want that balance between, you know, that really chocolatey burst and that really nice, sharp, you know, acidic coffee. <laughs> and those two just combined together. It's just the perfect wake-up. Wonderful. Thank you so very much. This has been a fascinating interview with you, and I appreciate you so much for being here. And also, I'd love for you to come back for a future episode with us. Um, I had uh, a question. If you could please just uh, let the audience know where they could uh, find you or your books, please. Oh, absolutely. Uh, both books are distributed through Ingram's, which is, of course, the one company that does all the book distribution. So you can order it. Uh, if you're an Amazon person, you just type in my name and either Peaceful Meridian and or Layoff House will come up. Uh, also through Barnes & Noble, um, Powell's, if you want to go the independent route. Or you can walk to any bookstore and order it there and they'll get a copy sent to you. Wonderful. Thank you so very much, David. This is Mr. David Rogers, everyone, and I appreciate you again. Thank you so much for the interview. Bye for now.
Oh, thank you so much. Pleasure. There it is, everyone. So we just had the magnificent David Rogers. He's a poet, humorist, and a novelist, an author of Peaceful Meridian and The Layoff House. Okay. Oh, also, David, if you're listening, thank you so very much for your service and also for your authorship. Okay. Bye for now, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. you got one more day to go. Friday. Bye for now. Oh, I'm sorry. You can find a copy of this episode at coffeechatwithcamille.com. Goodbye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.